0: Everybody. welcome to another episode here at the Kickpod, the podcast dojo of inspirational martial arts talk. I am your host, TJ Williams, fourth degree black belt in the Chuck Norris system, inspiring instructor as well as practitioner. I'm here to give you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts based subjects and highlighting individuals that are involved in martial arts past, present and future. All right, so for those that are just joining this show for the first time, this is a pre recorded episode. So, whatever I talk about in this episode, it's either done past or it's coming up. All right, so that kind of brings me to what this today's episode, which is um, I'm going to talk about um, certain families that are just a why it's important that families um, train in martial arts together. I mean, for me, I mean, I've gone to the International Training Conference, which is the ITC, our UFAP organization has every year. Uh, We attend that um, convention. And from what I see, there's like a ton of um, martial arts families that go there. And um, yeah, so I'll be talking about that. But before I kind of get on to what the episode, um, I want to kind of... um, Bring up, um, of course, um, I hope everybody had a decent weekend. You know, mine started out very well because uh, I had an opportunity to uh, go to Toronto for the Fan Expo, which is a four-day event. It was from Thursday to Friday or Thursday to Sunday. And um, I had an opportunity to go there for the four days because I got the four-day pass. And as always, you know, when I go to Comic-Cons, you know, other than dress up in cosplay, in which I dressed up as Mario, Ryu, and Ken from Street Fighter. And um, as always, you know, I'm always there for the celebrities. You know, for for there, we had, like, a ton of good celebrities. You know, I didn't get get to meet all of them, but, you know, it was great. So, But the one main celebrity that I I actually got to meet that um, I looked up to Growing up as a kid, it was uh, LeVar Burton. And of course, for those who know LeVar Burton, I mean, you, well, for me, if you lived in my generation, you know him well as um, George um, LaFoyd from Star Trek The Next Generation. Or if you are a fan of PBS um, back um, back then, you know, you remember him as the host of Reading Rainbow. Yeah, that's what's best I remember. But probably for those who like, um, like, like know him before Rainbow, they know him as Kunta Kentes as um, in the in the series Roots. Okay, right, so I it's great that I got to meet him, and of course there were some members from the um, Stranger Things. Of course, I got to meet um, Finn Wolfhard and um, Grace Van um, Den. Then they, they were. Returned. I mean, there were some other people like you know you got um, uh Jamie uh, Jamie um, Campbell Carter. I think he was there, and of course you had um, uh Freddy Krueger, um Robert England that was there, and I got to meet him, and you know, and also there was um Matthew Lewis. If you for those who are Harry Potter fans, he played um Nate Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter movie series. So. He, man, he seemed like a good dude. I mean, it's always great best to dress up in cosplay. He it would definitely surprise him. So that's that, that's and you know, it was like so many good cosplay. Mostly with my Street Fighter cosplay, I was trying to find people that were dressed up in the same um cosplay. You know, I got to meet people that were dressed up in Mortal Kombat and as well as um I tried to I found a couple people that were dressed up as Chun li and I seen a one person dressed up as cammy i didn't get to get a picture with her but that was just this is the whole magic of um the cosplay it's like you just like a kid and i feel like that's like my guilty pleasure you know not that i'm a four-year-old but you know there's a time where i work like long and hard like for an entire year you know i have to at least have that reward myself with guilty pleasure you know just be a kid and just like spend a weekend being a kid no i don't I'm not, I don't act like a kid throughout the whole year. You know, I have to at least take things seriously. You know, I got to be me. All right. So that's, that's, so that's, I went to the fan expo that weekend, but um, unfortunately to end that weekend, uh, I was going to a wrestling show. Of course, I am a independent wrestler on the side. You know, I go by my ring name, TJ Kurtz, the video game warrior. I mean, unfortunately I was um, hit with an injury. Uh, due to um, me uh, doing a spot that gone wrong, in which um, I ruptured a tendon of my patella, which um, I haven't got surgery yet. But um, I'm scheduled to um, go to the orthopedics um, for a follow up um, appointment. You already had my X-rays done and done my MRI. So now, like when I go to my follow-up appointment, they will determine what what what's going to happen next. You know, honestly, you know I don't want to be sitting here all, like the whole time and try to um, do nothing. Just sit here and worry about me being in the immobilizer right now. But you know what can I do? I can't do anything. I'm just I'm here to um, to like really relax. But you know, I was so geared up of going to work the next day, but you know, things happen. You know, it's not my fault, it's not anybody's fault. It's um that's the way things happen. So uh I I know I'm not too happy about it, but you know, I gotta at least get this done so I'm fixed up and then I'm back to back to where I'm back to where I started. You know, just pick up where I left off, you know, be healed up, go back to wrestling and at least be prepared for my fifth degree, fifth degree um, ceremony in July. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, people that's follow me knows that I am gonna go into master rank. So I, I all I have is like all black uniform. Uh, and I'm really excited about that, but let's see how this thing goes. I want, want to get at least surgery done as fast as possible. You know, I mean, other than that, you know, other than that, um, I'm all right. You know, I'm sitting here chilling, you know, I got this podcast, you know. And what's another thing that's kind of uh is coming up that I'm really excited about is the return of Cobra Kai, which is gonna be happening um September 9th. And I know with that, it's like after Labor Day when school has um started for everybody. And speaking of school, I hope everybody is um looking forward to a good school year. I mean, we pretty much had a decent summer and, you know, you know, you got sports happening and you got, um, of course, um, seniors getting prepped up for a college, possibly, or their next move after graduation. But all I can say is, you know, make sure you have focus on your studies, your books, your homework, and not giving your teachers a hard time and not start fights. So that's something to hook down to. So going, getting back to Cobra Kai, it is now on its fifth season. So it premieres uh, uh, September 9th on Netflix, which I'm excited about. You know, really, I've been ever since the end of um, season four, you know, I that just um, boosted up my, um, kind of boosted up my, not my envy, but uh, boosted, up, boosted up my curiosity what's going to happen. If you've and speaking of Cobra Kai again, I mean, there were supposed to be Cobra Kai members that were supposed to show up at Fan Expo, but they canceled out due to probably this um premiere coming up. So they must have had another um obligation that they had to go to and they couldn't attend. So probably uh, t- attending the um Fan Expo Toronto probably would've conflicted the way they need to need to go, but Oh, but what can you do? You know, already got, I mean, the people that were still supposed to show up was um William Sapka, um, Martin Cove, and of course you had um Peyton Lis, and you got Jacob for uh, the, the guy that played Eli. So you got um Jacob um Bertrand. Yeah, you had those four, you know. I'm not too worried about William Sapka and Martin Cove. Because I already met them two. But you know, I was looking forward to get my um picture with um Grandmaster Chuck and um Aaron Norris signed by William Sapka. Cause um one of the photographers that took that picture uh was ha- happened asking me if um I could get that signed and he will make like a duplicate copy. So that was that's so that's out of the picture unless I see him again and I get my get my picture with him or get, get that um, my picture with Chuck Norris and Aaron Norris signed. All right. Oh yeah. Speaking of um, Norris his, um his twin kids, um, Dakota Lee and uh, are, no, Danny Lee and Dakota turned 21 this, this week. Of course, uh, happy birthday to them. Of course, they're now legal drinkers. And last year I got to see them get their master rank. So of course they're a master, like they're, father and their uncle and of course uh of course they made you fat very proud And i see them how they grow up mostly dakota which i heard he's um going into acting and you know i'm really looking forward to see what movie he's going to do you know just like father and like son i mean a young walker texas ranger like him and yeah i know i think he's getting trained in um mma but that's just um what i heard but i know for sure he's getting ready to film movies. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So it's kind of going into the topic of what um what's uh training in martial arts as a family. You know, you have the Cobra Kai. I'm gonna get into at least the Cobra Kai series. But this is my opinion of what the Cobra Kai series is to me. It's like, you know, feels like everybody got spoiled in that series, you know, overall In general, you know, this is an example of why dojos or schools shouldn't be in competition. You know, one thing we all should be concerned about using martial arts. Like, the one thing that we should be concerned about, uh, you, about using martial arts is not using it at all. You know, when you're in a confrontation, but um, if you, in any case... uh, you're threatened and you have to use it. You know, it shouldn't get to the point where, you know, you're t- you're hurting somebody, you're taking their life away. But, you know, in this case, you know, that's probably the one option you have when it comes to somebody tries to try to kill you first. So you don't have so you don't have much of a choice to stop them, which probably means you have to kill them. But you know, I don't want it to get to that point where somebody ends up getting hurt. And I'm going and I end up getting charged with the murder. You know, that's what I'm trying to do, trying to teach these kids, you know, you're gonna be in a confrontation, you're gonna be bullied, you're gonna be threatened, but you wanna make sure you have control of the situation where it don't get to the point where you don't hurt the person that they end up getting killed or they're in the hospital and they're paralyzed. So the way I see it, it's like this is my example of Cobra Kai. You know, you know, you have Ralph Macchio's character Daniel Larusso, formerly known as the Karate Kid, uh, now a family man owning a car dealership. You know, who apparently has a run-in with um, William Zapka's character Johnny Lawrence. You know, and who happens to resurface some Cobra Kai dojo, in which Larusso's family ends up all getting involved. You know, you have Daniel himself, the wife, and the kids. And you know, really at the end of um season four, you have um um Daniel's um younger son, Anthony, getting involved. Basically, um he's he's involved pretty much because he was a subject of bullying bullying another kid. He was a subject of being a bullying another kid, in which he made a amends. He tried to make an immense um with the kid, but in all cases, it was too late because you know he brought so much damage to that kid that um, you know the kid himself ended up becoming a bully. I mean, not that um, the uh, Kenny, yeah, Kenny was his name um, in the series. Uh, Kenny Payne, uh, of course, uh, he was um, just just a regular boy, you know, trying to make good friends, but no it ended up being worse for him because Anthony and his friends bully him. And this thing, this is my, this is my opinion when it comes to having friends, if friends encourage you to pick on somebody just for them to welcome you into their, into like, welcome, welcome you, or should say you want them to be your friend, then, you know, it's not even worth being with those friends because, you know, they're forcing you to do something that's wrong, you know, that's that's not the way to do no a friend should have your back. They shouldn't have you do anything stupid. So, I mean, of course, if you see your friends doing something that they are not supposed to, I mean, one thing, I mean, if you try to stop them, if you try to convince them saying this is not okay, you know, tell them to stop. You try to stop them and they don't stop, you know, it's best to either get away from them so you don't get in trouble yourself. Or to simply reach out to somebody that's um see somebody really knows um, that bully well or just so say knows your friend very well and can slap some sense to them into them. You know, there's a lot of people out there that you know you can't convince them to at least um you can't convince them to do the right thing, but you know, the worst thing, worst case scenario is you have to send them to jail or even to a uh, institution to get them like really fixed up. So um, that's just something to kind of put out there. All right. So kind of get away from this episode. Um, kind of get away from this. Uh, well, kind of get away from Cobra Kai. You know, I might talk about that in later episodes. Like really, once I start, once once I watch the season five, like a couple of times, like probably hundreds of times, I'll really. Um, I'll really get into that all right. all right, so let's kind of get into the um topic for today the the subject you know training in martial arts as a family you know basically parents train with their kids or vice versa per, uh, kids train with their parents you know i mean there's the q and and a of the whole situation how many martial arts families are there in the world? I mean, when you think about it, you know, we don't have a clue, you know, because, you know, there are tons, there's tons out there, tons of martial arts family out there. Well, not well-known, but, you know, there's a ton of karate families. You know, obviously, a well-known martial arts historian would throw out a ton of names. You know, you would have no idea of most of these names, like, well, you have no ideas of most of these names. I mean, but most names like the Gracies or the Machados or even the Re the the Reyes, the, Re- the Reyes, or um, yeah, the both um Ernie Rias Junior and Senior, and of course, um the Norrises, um Chuck Nor Chuck Norris, Aaron Norris, uh, of course you got um Dakota and Danny Lee. I mean, you got those that goes as a family. I mean, that's something. You know, there's others out there that sh- there's yet to be discovered, but yet those are the ones that I'm familiar with. You know, I could say, like, and you know, how many pa- parents want to train with their kids but can't due to work schedules or having physical limitations? You now, honestly, martial arts is meant to be for everyone, no matter what the mental or physical limitations are, are there. I mean, there, there's a ton of things that. Parents want to do with their kids, you know. But you know, the fact is, I feel like martial arts could be one of them. You know, it shouldn't take physical capabilities to train with your kids. At least know what they're working on. I mean, though, no martial arts style sh- should believe you d- to have that. You you have to be at the best physical condition to be a martial artist. You know, and you know, I got this article from Evolution or not evolution or uh, evolve daily saying there's five reasons why parents and kids should train in martial arts together. All right. So here's the, the here's the five that I've written down or I've read from the article. So the first one, you know, it's great for family bonding activities. You know, we are so caught up with um, what's going on in the world today. We don't think about spending time with our family or we don't spend time with our kids you know that's the thing you know, just thinking about my niece who turned fifteen um this bomb passed fr- last Friday last week you know it's it's great to actually see her since um, two years of uh, after the world was shut down due to the covid nineteen you know I see how well she grew up you know let's face it, you know from the time that she was born i had to i held her in my arms like she was a like a littlest caterpillar. All in, in all captivity, you know, in all the world. I mean, and um just to actually get to see her for the first time in two years and see how grown up, I mean, she's got a part-time job. I mean, yet um luck, luckily, no boyfriends. You know, there's no man that's not gonna pass inspection unless I know who they are. And one thing, one thing I want to be able to bond with my niece and train her in self-defense because you know there's no man that's not gonna be stupid enough to put their put their hands on my niece without knowing the consequences that's the thing i see you know she ain't gonna have no boyfriends until she is her she her life is together i mean i'm talking about she got a college education she got a well decent job she lives in a good condition so Basically, the first man that does that, ask her out before any of that happens, they're going to have to deal with me, my brother, and my nephew-in-law, who's uh, also a police officer. So any man that thinks they're stupid enough to try to, um, to ask my 15-year-old um, niece to on a date, no way. No way. I mean, I may sound overprotective, but, you know, with all the things happening in the world today, the last thing I need is my niece to be to meet my niece to be in a coffin or be dead or in the hospital you know i don't need that right now it's too many people out there dying as we speak you know and it's nothing that i don't want to see anymore so kind of getting back to this um so one thing family bonding and you know you might attend different classes but yet learn different learn the same materials you know with that you can schedule your own time to train, you know, really. It's like, well, pretty much depending on what level you are, you know, usually parents start before their kids or their kids start before them, you know, really. And let's just to say the kids may be ahead of the parents or the parents may be ahead of their kids, you know, that kind of changes kind of like a, um, like a scale. Sometimes the the experience go up for kids And it then goes down. Well, and vice versa with parents. But, you know, it's, you know, that's how it is. You know, you know, with learning, your learning capabilities, like, elevate. So you want to think about that. Okay, so that's that's number one reason. Like, you want to have great family bonding. But, you know, number two, it helps the whole family get into shape. You know, you want to have the good physical condition or you want to have that same. Um, yeah, you want pretty much the whole family, you want to be in good shape. You know, it's that not only not only will training as a family boost your mood, you know, it also builds physical benefits, you know, better flexibility, better endurance, better, better muscle fun- functions. I mean, you want that, you want pretty much everybody in your family to be strong, so, you know, like strong, upper, or lower body. You know, you want to be fast. You want to be able to live forever. You want to be able to live a long time bad and have a good mental good, well, good condition. All right, so that's number two. Number three, it strengthens your relationship with your family members. You know, how many kids have, a good relationship with their parents or vice versa. I mean, it depends on the demeanor of each person, you know, to have a good steady relationship means both must have a good working attitude and understand each other's feelings. You know, while training, always always ask how, how are we doing, how everybody else is doing, you know, because you must have, you must be concerned about everyone's condition mentally and physically. If you, if you know you're not feeling good, we must be cons- we must be considerate. You know, be be considerate. Being considerate shows that you care. You know, you want everyone, including yourself, to be at best while training. You know, it's worse to, it's worse to train when your mind is not in the right place. You know, you, you know, you're coming from work, you're stressed out. And, you know, you're still stressed out while you're training. You know, that really can mess you up mentally. And, you know, and with mental health, you know, it could, like, mess you mess you up physically. You know, really, one thing, everything that happens in your brain affects your body. So, if your mind is not strong, then no, no question your body is not going to be strong either. So, it's always at your best to make sure you're strong-minded before you do physical activities. So... And you want to make sure you have that good relationship. You know, know, parents really know what's going on with your kids. I mean, one thing that your parents shouldn't do, shouldn't berate you because you're not emotionally um, stable or you're not mentally stable. You know, really, you can't just tell your kids to suck it up. I mean, just like try to figure out what's wrong before you move on to training. Want to have that good relationship with your kids? You want to know what's going on. And if you don't know what's going on, then you know you're gonna lose every opportunity to actually bond with your kids, bond with your family. You, know, you have to really pin down. And also, if you're hiding your mental condition or if you have mental setbacks, I mean, it's gonna be worse for you because you're gonna end up pushing more people away that try to help you and if you don't want to be normal, then you know your chance of surviving is is second to none. You want to have, you want to make sure you got the help you need, because if you don't, you're you're like I said, you're gonna you're not gonna be all right. You know it's okay to not be okay. Just understand that everybody has your back. You want to be you want to be at your best every day. So, just thinking about that, having a good relationship with your parents all right, and number four, it's a good way to work together toward work together towards goals I mean uh, it's a good way to work toward goals together, so that's number four now, whatever goals you set as a family or individually, you know goals are meant to be worked on together, no matter where each other, each person stands, you no know, parents may be good at some things more than kids or kids may be better at some things than parents you know understanding techniques understanding what what you need to do I mean you have to understand like what do I need to work on to get to my next level or get to where I need to be where I mean I accomplished a goal I started martial arts you know I got my first belt you know, it, the goals kind of change as you as you move forward. You know, for me, you know, my next goal is, is going for master rank. You know, I always um ask my uh, people that have gone to master rank already, like, what do I need to do? I mean, as I know, it's more than teaching. It's more than just attending classes, you know. there's You have to really probably try to go beyond what you know. So that means, like, usually one person that I really admire that has a better understanding of martial arts is Master Ed Signs, my grandma, or Master Ed Signs, uh, for those who don't know him. Of course, he's a UFAV uh, instructor. Of course, a, a man that I highly, highly uh, admire and have appreciation with. I mean, for one, because he has a better knowledge of a better history of what we do. In the Chuck Norris system, it's like you understand understand your style, to understand the Chuck Norris system, you have to understand other styles as well. You know, you have to go outside the Chuck Norris system to really understand why this happens versus like how we do things versus how other styles do it. So that's always important to really work towards a goal, you know, to work towards a goal, you have to really understand what know what you're what you're doing or what you're doing. What you what you're doing first. Yeah. I mean, it's like a prerequisite. Like to be able to do this, you gotta do this. So it kind of builds up to what your your goal. All right. So that's number four. Like a good it's a good way to work towards a goal together. So as a family. And lastly, number five, and encourage healthy competition. You know, it seems kind of awkward to compete with family members, but yet it's, it's it's not about, it isn't about who's better, you know, it's an advantage that you have. It's an advantage, advantage that you have someone, you have someone's back or a person has your back. I mean, you know, better, better protected, I should say. You know, just think about it. If you got that one person, that's one brother or one that your father that's better than you, you know, don't take it as like um, that you're not no better. I mean, it's like everybody has their own, their own, own section of martial arts that they're good at. You know, you could be good at sparring. You could be do, good at doing kicks. You could be good at doing blocks. You could be good at doing self-defense you could be good at doing katas. I mean, everybody has their section of what they're good at. You know, you know, you have so many sections and, you know, don't think that everybody's going to be people in March and um, all those categories, you know, just going back to, going back to like this year's um, ITC, I competed in weapons and, I competed in weapons and um open form. But you know, open form I was competing against uh another black belt who happens to be a two two time world champion. I mean, he didn't win the Norris Cup, but he won first place in his um division and whatever he competed in, with. And um, ooh, And Excuse me. My legs kinda getting numb, but you know, nevertheless, um yeah. Uh, you know, I was competing against him and um, I happened to lose by an inch. I was lost by 0.3, but, you know, um, I, um, was, you know I was, no, you know, I was pretty much this close of getting first place. You know, it was just two of us competing against each other. So I got second place in open form. And, you know, just to say that, you know, you shouldn't feel bad if somebody beat you by an inch. You know, that really, that means you have to get better by an inch. So if you're competing with your um your family, you know if you lose by an inch, you know you can always get better by an inch. I mean it's it's the same thing. If you win by an inch, you gotta get better by an inch. I mean you know that's how that's how true that's how learning should be. That's how competition should be. So that's how that's the way I should see it. So just think about that when you're competing with a brother, when you're your your father, or your, your son your um, your daughter, your mother, just think about that. It's not about wins or loses. It's about, yeah, the experience. You know, experience makes you better. So the more experience you build up, you know, you gotta figure out ways to get better at what you're lacking. Like really for Kata, like really I can, like how I get better with an inch. I can say probably better power, better stances. Really understand the kata a lot better. And, you know, ask around. Like, ask people opinion. Like, really break it down, these moves of this kata. So, that's like, so that's something. All right, so kind of uh, last minute, uh, last minute words for this um, episode. I mean, one thing is, uh, I kind of brought this, kind of made this up uh, a game. It's not a game. If you don't lose at all. Yeah. um, Just think about it. You know, nobody's undefeated. So really understand this. You know, what's the point of playing a game when you when you win every time, but you never lose? I mean, unless the game is set on really easy, then you're going to win every time. But, you know, you really should challenge yourself. Don't always sell for easy. make Make it difficult for yourself. Give yourself some challenging. To give your make things challenging for yourself. I mean, try to make your level a little higher. You don't always go for something easy then and think you're gonna win every time. You're gonna win, you're gonna lose. No. That's how things are. So you have to really try to challenge yourself. That's pretty much what I'm saying. A game is not a game if you don't lose at all. All right, so thank you very much for joining me in this episode. For those who are just tuning in, please tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kickpod. This is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you out.